0: And now, Beards, Cats, and Indie Game and, Audio. Then we usually, I don't know when you started recording. Yeah, well, it's going for a bit. Yeah, we usually hmm. take something from the beginning and just make an intro of us <laughs> rambling. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we do, um, I go, I'm Matthew Martinson. He goes, I'm Gordon McLeod, You go, I'm yeah. Leonard Paul. I am. I'll go, this is Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. And then we're i'm matthew martinson i'm gordon mcglattery i'm leonard paul and this is beards cats and indie game audio here we are great Hmm. thanks for coming
1: to my place everybody oh yeah yeah
0: Yeah. it gets uh beards cats and indie game audio after dark (laughs) after dark
1: (laughs) yeah christmas is always tricky yeah yeah
0: but we're getting it in it's good thanks for coming out leonard ah cheers well
2: thanks for the invite it's awesome
0: it's awesome to have awesome to have you here Mm -hmm. um So for those who may be listening and don't know, Mm -hmm. you are?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, a little bit about myself. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I've been doing game audio for a while. So I started out more so doing programming. So I started out in 1994 at Electronic Arts. And uh, I was doing more so graphics coding and stuff back then. And then after finishing that uh, sort of internship or co-op term, I decided that yeah I'd like to continue with it but I went back and I started doing audio stuff and sort of since then I've transitioned more from the coding side into content sort of doing uh composition sound design and also doing a lot of technical kind of you know implementation type stuff and uh, teaching, so that's been lots of fun over the last few years. I've been teaching at uh, you know private post-secondary schools, and now I have my own school, and I teach people from around the world.
1: And the name of the school is? It's, Plug. It's... It's we never plug looked. at the beginning. Let's get
2: it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's the School of Video Game Audio. I, I love it when people ask me that question. What's your school called? It's it's called the School of Video Game Audio. It's, and they're like, it's oh, easy yeah. to remember. Exactly. I think I've heard of you. It's just like, okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it's funny because I, I spent a while thinking about that name. Yeah. Because I was just like, you know, it's like when you come up with like either a band name or a project name. You're yeah. Like, oh, I could do like you know like I don't know like fract. Or this, or you know, all these cool things, and I was just like, nah, I'm just gonna make it really like super searchable and obvious. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: okay, so, just yeah.
1: a, a noun and remove all the vowels,
2: yeah, that too, exactly. <laughs> what is that like the scientific guy? You know, oh, yeah, scientific. Like, yeah, oh, like, I was
1: thinking more like Silicon
0: Valley startups, but now I oh, feel bad. Well, because I you. love yeah. Andy, yeah, yeah, and he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, realized, I I, I love that. Like, I've, <laughs> I've become friends with Andy from going to the Seattle meetups and just being as part of the, you know, uh, game audio community. Um, and I realized one day that I've got one of the American Scientific records from like way back in the day of his Ooh. that I just got because I liked. Oh, cool! And mm. never put it together until like last year. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> I've got one of your records. That's pretty awesome.
2: <laughs> That's nice. You should get him to sign it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: take it to the next meetup. Exactly, make me feel real weird.
2: Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> I, brought, I brought my uh, portable uh, LP player. I was just wondering, can you, you sign know, this? And, yeah. and can we just listen to it? And just, you, yeah, you talk about what you're doing <laughs> exactly, like the director's cut, like the, the you know, like the commentary in the background. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. No vinyl's a good thing too. So, anyways, yeah, that's that's what I have been doing the past little while. So. And uh, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of talks that I've done around the world and stuff. I talk at the AES uh, uh, Game Developer Conference, uh, Game Sound Con, and uh, well, Full Indie here. I did yep. that, uh, a few that was weeks last back. last month, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so that was fun. Oh, and also at uh, the uh, MIGS, so Montreal International Game Summit. Yes. Uh, and, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, so I talked there too. So yeah, I like I basically like sort of sharing what I know and. Uh yeah, dealing with, you know, whatever people that are sort of getting into the industry is fun because they're all like, you know, fresh and, you know, yeah. bright-eyed and stuff, which is nice.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you crush them. No, 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 you no, you just
2: you pet them very nicely and then you give them armor so that they don't get like crushed by others. Yeah, yeah.
1: They just yeah. crush themselves inside the armor.
2: That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so sad. No, no, it's uh, it's fine. good. It's um, good. The
0: students so something I was thinking about cuz uh with me and um Kevin from Power Up, we we I don't know if you know we do the real talk mm-hmm. on his Twitch stream. We go through people's reels and try and get them up to snuff cuz a lot of the reels aren't. Yeah. Um so with being a an instructor and a teacher and educator, uh what are some what do you think are the like most common mistakes of People coming out of school and like venturing into the job market,
2: uh, like specifically with demo reels, or like, just I the guess like before just, they go into uh, your
1: school, you think, or no,
2: like, like just yeah,
1: yeah. either or, I'd like, say like yeah, pre, not, pre some random vague school before coming into the yeah. school of video game audio.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of people that are professionals that do the mm-hmm. course, and I have some people that are brand new like they just finished high school and they're like you know their parents pay for it mm-hmm. which which can be interesting to try and teach sound design you know in two months as well as doing <laughs> yeah, right, right. for somebody that doesn't have the background but i mean like some people they actually are able to do it so that's that is cool uh the number one thing is probably just that um people i try to make it obvious even with the school it's kind of like it is two months long but that's that's like, you know, that it's quite in-depth, and you can just keep going more in-depth. So the focus of the way that I teach is uh, mentorship. Yeah. And so it basically takes the person from wherever they're at a little bit further within those two months. And I think that sometimes when people, uh, you know, they finish a program, they're kind of like, okay, well, I got my demo reel, or I've got my whatever, and now I'm going to get a job. And it's like, ah, uh, it's not as... We know, it's not really that easy. Like you it's it's a it's another skill even to find a job and it's another skill actually to keep a job too. Yeah. Because there's there's not just the job part of it, but it's the whole I'm sure you guys have talked about it on podcasts before. It's the uh, I don't know if know, we've
1: covered keeping jobs that much. Yeah,
2: it's just the professionality of it, you know. Yeah. That's really something that you only learn from basically doing it the wrong there's so many ways to do it wrong that you, you can't you can't really Insulate people off the top from that. They just have to learn on their own. And some people, like, they'll, you know, it'll, there'll be things where you're like, oh man, they should totally, you know, whatever, like, get more skills in this area. And then they go off and they just do amazing things that you would have never predicted anyway. So there's, there's no real way to know. So I just try to give people as much information as, as I can in the time that I have with them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what can people expect from your courses? Because I know they're not traditional. Mm -hmm. As in like go to a classroom, learn stuff, go home at all because it's a lot of remote learning and and you you have to have discipline.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is that unfortunately, I mean, I... If if you don't have discipline coming into my course then you probably will have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um but the nice thing is is that if you have a hard time it's only 2 months long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is interesting talking to some of my students that are they work full time and so with one of them that uh did really well, he took all four courses and he he, you know, basically won the featured grad award more than once. And when talking to him when I met him in person down at GDC, you know, there was another student and he was just like, you know, how, you know, how did you do these amazing reels and stuff? And he's like, well, actually, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning and did three hours like before going to my real job. I did my real job and then I came back and I worked more on the courses as well, because mm-hmm. it was just like, yeah. you know, like, it, it's kind mm. of, there's a separation between the people that are going to put that massive amount of dedicated time, and there's definitely people that can be gifted at certain things, but I don't think that they're going to, like, you know, uh, you know, having that initial sort of step or two ahead is not going to, you know, give you the advantage in the long run. It really is just that dedication and just, like, making sure that you're continually learning stuff along the way.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I've seen yeah. that a million times, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that was something I was really afraid of going in mm-hmm. Was be- because when I started going to VFS was that yeah. I knew I kind of had a natural inclination to it, but I also saw so many people that were so much better, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to rest on any type of Laurel, so I worked super, super hard.
2: Oh, no, I know that, that feeling, the fear. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, I had that on almost <laughs> every project, like Retro City Rampage, like trying to work with Vert, like, I mean, the guy's one of the top, you know, chiptune composers on the planet, and then, yeah, like, right. you know, making uh, the soundtrack, like, the, you know, original score for Beep, where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make, like, you know, music for basically, some, like, the best All video the game, game audio composers hero. in the yes. world. <laughs> like, I mean, so I understand that, and I think that that is a great way to basically sort of, yeah, push yourself, and even, uh, you know, like, if there's a way to artificially do that, that would be kind of cool, but I don't know, I find that, If I work within projects that are really challenging and they have like, you know, strong deadlines and yeah, I guess I I have a certain sense of pride. I just don't want to look horrible (laughs) or or sound that way either. And I think that that's that's something, uh, you know, that I think that people that do well in the industry, it's like you're an artist, you know, it's like the garden is never done. Like you just continually improve on yourself. Mm
0: -hmm, Yeah. Made me think of two things. One, I'm horrible without a deadline. If you don't give me, if I don't have a deadline, I just meander and like, oh, I'm going to make a little this. And it just, things, things sort of get done, but I'm just, I'm in full exploratory mode until you're like, no, there's this deadline. You need to get this done by Friday. And then you're like, all right, it's done already. <laughs> yeah. Like I can get something done in an hour when somebody's like, no, this needs to be done by the end of the day. I'm like, okay. But if there's nothing, I'm like,
3: do doo, doo, doo.
0: And that's oh, probably no. where there, when a lot of learning is happening, and
1: yeah, and it's stuff. it's there's work
0: getting done. Yeah, but it's not like concrete assets being put into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just experimenting. Yeah. And and I was talking with some people um, the other day. They were it was they were talking about an artist, not a sound person, but uh, they they'd come out of it was this kid who'd come out of school. I have no idea who this person is, but they were just like in an interview. They were pretty much like, "Well, I don't do revisions," mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. uh... How are you going to get a commercial job?
2: Yeah, that's
0: that, that's that's art, but that's <laughs> not do a religions. job.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna <laughs> okay. Be awful.
0: Well, I don't pay. <laughs>
1: I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely when I was younger, I definitely had a lot more. I don't know basically ego yeah Uh, and I think ego is a good thing when sort of tempered with the fact that you often have a client and you just have to the way that I see a lot of my creative process is focusing all the 100% of what I can do into like a narrow like you know laser focus and hopefully in the direction that will serve the project the best so I think that yeah like one way to sort of get over, like, that I, I've sort of helped myself, I guess, not get, like, get too crushed in the, like, is to give, like, three different options. Yeah. And then that way you're not totally like, okay, I did this amazing, perfect thing. And, and they
0: then, hated it. Oh, my
2: God. I'm I am terrible yeah. I'm, Why am I doing this? Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, they only yeah. didn't like one of the things I gave them. Okay, well, they liked the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving a couple is. Yeah.
2: I found that that has worked really well in general because uh, then that way and it's not at all about diluting your output either it's kind of like the way you would work as an artist is that you sketch out in pencil first you're not yep. gonna you know get out the hammer and chisel and start working the stone right away right mm-hmm. you want to give like quick sketches and then people can get an idea and I just find that that you know the iterative process in game audio is really key so you want to give people stuff as quick as possible and then they can give feedback of course you know working in production a lot of the times you give stuff and it's like oh the deadline and then you're just like okay now we can revise everything and then like nothing like, <laughs> no. it's just like you know you like do to weeks. revise anything. <laughs> I know. and then it's just like oh okay I guess that was all cool and then like another week from like the act or whatever the actual deadline is just like okay nothing works you have to go in there and change this and this and this like could you not have given me Got feedback like <laughs> yeah. a month ago. Yeah, you know, like when that I submitted his stuff for alpha or whatever it was. So yeah, it's it's always exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I find the risk with submitting like sketches sometimes is sometimes the client isn't able to fill out the final product with their imagination like you can,
2: mm-hmm. and so
1: they they do get they'll like kind of nitpick at stuff that you're like I know I know I know
2: mm-hmm.
1: can't you <laughs> is not your brain just filling in the in the gaps.
2: But yeah.
0: a lot of the time it's very easy to just fill in those gaps quickly. That's why too. I started doing my own, I'm an okay voice actor, but doing my like tempio with myself at a, a shippable quality. So it's like, all right, I'm going to, do you know, you mic this properly, process it properly so that you don't have to fill in the blanks when you're mm-hmm. like hearing this guard character. You're like, no, that's, we could ship that. Yeah so does it work? Do those lines work? Don't you don't have to think about the quality. You're just like, no, it's good enough to go.
2: Yeah, it's like uh producing, you know, like a temper mock up where you're, you know, composing and then you can either deliver like a general MIDI, you know, like rendering, yeah. or you can actually go in there and start tweaking like, you know, Boeings and all that yeah, kind of stuff right, the right. sample library. But of course that stuff takes more time. So yeah. I find that You gotta
0: find a line between yeah, filling it out, but not filling it out too much. Yeah, but it, not like here's the toy piano samples. Fill yeah. it
2: in. <laughs> yeah, and I find that like when working with music folks, they can fill in the blanks better. But then sometimes yeah. also that um, they they can give feedback that's. Almost too musical. Like it's like they they have an idea. Like they can hear it in their head, and they're they're giving you all these like you know words, mm-hmm. but you don't compose like they do. And so you keep. It's like you know the the where they're expecting an answer, and you're just not giving them the right answer. Whereas I find. If you can make things a little bit more abstract, then you can kind of like, you're not necessarily going to nail it, but at least you're sort of like, you know, it's like the grenade blast. It's kind of like close and you get right. a, you, you get nearer to what you need to do. Whereas if somebody's like, you know, you go that way five steps and turn left and then this way and then that way, and then you come back with something and they're like, no, 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 not even
0: close. I said yeah. five yeah. steps. <laughs> no, this <laughs> and one, and, way uh, and then that way. Make no, it blue. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is broad question? Mm hmm. What is the worst feedback you've gotten from a client
2: Ooh, worst. on a sound
0: effect or sound or music? Mine. Hmm. Uh, and we have talked about this a lot. Is mine yeah. is a, a producer once told me to make it more purple. Yeah, and I was just like lost. I had no idea.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess I mean I'm sort of stuck on the like that kind of producer kind of thing because you 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 do deal with people. I think middle managers they're put in a hard position. So yep. they're they're kind of like you know they're trying to, you know whatever, appease the people above and then sort of control ish or you know like guide the people below. And uh, when working on one game, there was a producer that uh, they're basically working on Need for Speed, mm-hmm. and they had said like, oh well, you know why are, are we making all all these like you know engine like loops and stuff? Why don't we just go out and record like a really good car? And this was in the PlayStation Two days. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, we'll just stream that off a of disc, you know. And it's just like, well, that's not really possible. So I think it's not so much feedback, you know, yeah. but it's it's like technical feedback where somebody is just totally, you know, there's just like, there's no way that we could, you know, change the way that the streams. I mean, maybe we can now, but this was like, you know, a long time ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As just far as, <coughs> no real idea of the technical limitations that were being mm-hmm. involved in the situation, and
2: yeah, and it's it, it's a it's a gentle process to let people down correctly so that you're not just like oh blam you know like you wait (laughs) into the meeting and you're just like you're so good (laughs) lord look oh man i can't believe you just said that no it's just it's trying to figure out how to be gracious about that kind of feedback um as far as the trickiest thing for sounds uh man it's a good question uh I guess the th- I've been given a lot of free reign on on things.
1: Yeah, that helps. Yeah, we had a small project come by where our feedback was, we don't like any of it. Oh, <laughs> and we just kind of had to leave it, <laughs> leave it there. It was obviously not gonna like it wasn't gonna work out. We just had to be like, okay, I don't think we're I don't think we're an aesthetic match. Right, yeah. basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you stepped away from the project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's uh, that takes some guts. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a big project, so even so, like that's that takes some guts to be like no, and especially once after you've landed the deal, basically mm-hmm. to be like no.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, you're going to be better served by somebody else. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't think they were ready to work with like a professional team. Really, they just wanted things fast, and they wanted to pick them from a, a list. Of pre-recorded sounds, they they had a way of working that they were very stuck to, and they weren't ready to change it for a professional sound team, Mm -hmm. basically. Hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think more so, I've gotten feedback when trying to work against like compositionally working against a temp score. Yeah, and that to me has been more problematic, where you get things of just like, oh, it's just not working, and it's just like, yeah. I I can't work off of that. Like you need to give me some more like what emotion is not working. Is it too like drawn out? Is the pace wrong? Is is like, you know, is the flavor kind of wrong? Like am I going with the wrong kind of feeling here? Or is it like, is it just the technical stuff? Like you wanted Mm -hmm. to to hear – Something that's more like a violin that's sort of a little bit like thinner versus like what I have in there. Or mm-hmm. or are you, you know, when you say organic, do you really mean like you want like live players? Or do you mean that you want the sound to be kind of like it sounds like somebody could play that, but it's okay to use samples? Like it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of trying to figure out a bit of a conversation to have uh, a lot of the time. Uh, But yeah, in general, with the sound design stuff, I've been pretty good. I've definitely, uh, I find that for my own work that, yeah, footsteps can be really hard. And so I find that I'm more so my own worst critic with that, where I'm just like, oh, the POV is just totally wrong. Like I'll just right. listen to something and I'm just like that. No. I, no, no. It's just it's just like it sounds like, you know, and I listen to that a lot with student projects where it sounds like, you know, you're basically lying on the floor. <laughs> <And>
0: like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're next to the foot. <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, which reminds me, there's a picture on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. There was somebody that were like, oh, you know, I don't have enough money to make a Foley Pit. So I'm just, they made a little rice thing. Yeah. And they had their hand, but they were just doing the toe. Uh-huh. Right. And it's just like, uh, that's not a foot. I know. I'm just, I was like, you know, similar to trying to be positive and stuff. It's kind of like, uh, I, I don't know if I really want to, you know, I think that's more of a longer form to try to yeah. help, help someone that's sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm recording this thing and I'm doing It's just like, yeah, you, you need the other part of the foot. Like, unless mm-hmm. you're going to really have a character that's just really like on their t- are, are toes. You, are you all tinkle toeing around? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, those, those things can be a little bit tricky.
0: No. it's funny. We can't. We always, always, all seem to like pick out certain things for demo reels that we we see. Like mm. I'm, I'm really like I key in on ambiences all the time. Like mm. I'm constantly going. There's not enough ambience. Like where's the ambience? Like there's, you know. Oh, thankfully there's there's enough ambience in this reel. It actually sounds like that space that that's happening in. Yeah, and, and like Kevin is super panning. Like he picks out uh, yeah. panning <laughs> problems all the time. He's okay. like, this is all mono. Why yeah. is this all mono? Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, I was cl- key into transitions. That's, I've been yep. paying a lot of attention to those lately. Mainly because I'm proud of how we dealt with them with Fossil Echo. <laughs>
3: and then I'll watch <laughs> a
1: lot of AAA games and transitions from gameplay to uh, cutscene. Yeah, It's basically cut everything, bring everything back in. At, and then they're all at different levels. Like BGs don't line up to the dialogue and everything. The mix is all out of whack because it's going from a, like a baked QuickTime file to uh, the dynamic mix in the game. Right. And uh, I see that in major, major titles hmm. still.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so we just split all our stuff up and sent them all to the same buses. So it's still like a baked file for the QuickTime, but it's going through all the same buses. Right. Mm. And then we could still mix it in engine. Cool. That seemed to work.
2: Oh, I recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great.
1: So yeah, other than the running the school, you do work on a lot of your own projects. Mm-hmm. We've talked about beep and uh, Retro City Rampage.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, and game what else? a while back was uh, SimCell. It was like uh, you know for high school students, and then I also did uh NBA Jam that was a lot of composition oh, yeah. and remix work with that one um uh yeah long time ago i guess it's sort of you know cuz once i started doing education i just sort of you know Stop trying to do too much work uh, yeah. like on projects too much production work so yeah my titles have definitely sort of slowed down at this point but i'm also working on the latest uh, retro city rampage which is uh, called shakedown hawaii so yes uh, seen it it's great yeah yeah just uh, basically i got a lot of work to do on that so <laughs> yeah yeah it's so the, yeah that's
0: the move from sort of 8-bit to 16-bit yeah yeah yeah, Brian's like what doing is that? the evolution. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what? What kind of like changes sound wise is that bringing in for you? Like what's yeah? What's the sort of a like aesthetical different? Like, like I feel like lots of people are like eight bit, eight bit. Like you know, everybody of sort of knows mm-hmm. that deal. Like what's what's the sixteen bit deal?
2: Yeah, it's it's actually pretty hard. I'm, kind of struggling in a certain way right now um, because for Retro City Rampage what we did is like it was the NES sound spec so that's basically two pulse waves, triangle wave, noise channel and crappy sampled sound channel Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then for the 16-bit I'm sort of modeling it on the Sega Genesis Uh which is like you've basically got FM voices, you've got some you know sort of the basic you know whatever uh, PSG voices and then you've also got um, like Fairly good sampled sound possibilities.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So what I'm doing with the sound design right now is that I'm uh, actually doing sampled sounds, but then often dropping the sampling rate down to 16, 8 yeah. or lower, mm-hmm. and getting a pretty crunchy sound. Uh, it's all eight bit. Uh, not that you can really tell as soon as you mix a couple sounds together. Usually you can't really hear the the bit depth. Like if you've got five sounds playing, yeah, like, right. Good luck. Um, and then i 'm also using a bit of f m so i 'm using synthesis, so I often will use a synthesis for a sweetener, mm-hmm. and then i 've got my sound effect, which is often because this the sort of sound of that time was often where it was like hideously over-compressed. Right. so it 's just like arcade sound basically, yeah, so I often will have a nice clean sound and it 's like nah it 's not you know like it doesn 't have that you know pushing the edge kind of feel and then i 'll uh Yeah, basically up the gain and often I'll just use basic clipping because back in those days, either you'd use like an analog compressor and yeah. then you'd like push things. You wouldn't be using like an L1 mm-hmm. or an L3 or whatever we're using these days. So a lot of it was just sort of, yeah, figuring out how to get it so that it's, it just has that sort of gritty uh, sampled sound kind of feel. Yeah. And then that kind of fits the world quite well, too, because there's lots of guns and explosions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. game's got an edge to it. Are you giving yourself, uh, like, memory restrictions? Or are you kind of blowing that out and going, yeah, whatever?
2: Yeah, it's kind of, right now it's whatever, but the thing that I'm using as a constraint is that I'm using a tracker to make all the sound effects. Oh, cool. Okay. So that is actually, it's slowing me down a lot, because... uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do like FM synthesis, and I'm actually using I'm using a tracker called uh, Deflamask, which is it's does multi platforms, mm-hmm. and one of the platforms is uh, the Sega Genesis. So yeah. that means that all the sound design that I've done so far, you could actually play it on a real Genesis.
3: Cool.
2: Yeah, so that's the idea, which did not happen entirely with Retro City because we started out using a tracker. But we weren't using synthesis, we were using samples. And so we basically worked off of Jake's, like, like his sound set that he had put together for the tracker. But we would have to sort of change a lot to get it so that it would actually work on an NES. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I think, part of the reason why there's, I think there's not really any sound for, like, Brian's NES version. And then there was also a DOS (laughs) version, and he just released it, and I was just like, hey, I could could have done some sounds for that. (laughs) It would have been super fun, because I actually researched, like, how, like, back in those days with the Gravis and stuff like that, how they were actually, yeah, exactly, how they were um, doing sampled sound on those sound cards, which is, kind of weird they were doing like software sampling and yeah. like it had a really gritty pretty distorted because it was like try like you could play that stuff out through the pc speaker yeah oh yeah. crazy so it, yeah it was it, you would have to be, make it so that the uh <laughs> anytime you added stuff together it would just get more fuzzy basically so it, yeah, it's right. this really interesting kind of distortion that happens so yeah, I it's yeah cool. maybe there'll be another release I don't know <laughs> you know we'll yeah. see what' Need brights, to go build you know.
0: myself a computer with an adlib sound card now just yeah. to like run stuff <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I know no it's
2: got and the thing also is that because it comes out of the speaker is that it's got a lot of nonlinear distortion on it so yeah. there's a difference There's a big difference between like using a, a synthesized you know like oh this is like an emulated version version Mm -hmm. versus the actual thing it's kind of like the same thing as saying something on a CRT versus like a you know whatever like a modern display like there's distortions that happen in those old systems
0: yeah, They're, and then, then yeah. everyone knew those distortions so they played into them.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a good uh, example of that like with uh, Mario, how he evolved through the ages and so mm-hmm. when you look at his pixels it looks kind of like, well, why did they do it that way? But then when you adjust for the bleed that would happen with CRTs then yeah. it actually, he looks normal. But right, it, right. When, when you play it with the emulator it's just <laughs> yeah. like, ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> look at yeah, Why did yeah. this was so <laughs> sharp? <laughs> sharp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> exactly, you got Yeah, because
1: my memories yeah. of of Mario aren't sharp-edged pixels at all. Yeah. It's all it's all very soft. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. really interesting.
2: Yeah. So that's the kind of detail that I'm trying to get into. And then, yeah, I want to put more FM stuff in there, but to learn how to do, I guess it's four operator FM, it's kind of like the Yamaha DX kind of level FM. To, yeah. To get that stuff sounding really good in combination with samples is actually kind of like, it's taking me a bit of time to get up to speed with it. So mm-hmm. Yep. And so how
1: does, the, how does the mix work in a game that's trying to emulate an old system like this?
2: Yeah, well, quite honestly, but that's I got to talk to Brian about that like next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, because right now, it, yeah, it's kind of like it's all everything's right to the metal, so mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. oh, you played this, you play ten sounds together, and there's no mixer. You just like they just they get just louder. Stack and, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. just <laughs> stack up. So yeah, right now there's no uh, there's no HDR or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, well like,
1: now I now I realize I don't even know how it worked on the original consoles, and I feel ignorant. Uh, what for cause... the mix? Yeah, for a mix. It, oh, it would have yeah. just canceled the previous sample because it couldn't handle it, period.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you're talking the NES, if there's two things that are trying to play on the same channel, then mm-hmm. it would just, like, you know, yeah, cut yeah, it the other the priori- one off.
0: Yeah, is it, does it, it ha- did it have a priority system, or was it nope. just, like, first in, last out kind of? Uh.
2: Well, yeah, first like in, it was first Like, it's
0: like the next one in can cut off what's yeah. already playing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah just,
2: exactly. Just sort of, like, whoop. Yeah. You're done. You're done. Totally. Yeah. 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 So there's great examples, especially with the Commodore 64, because it only had three voices, where if you're trying to play sound effects, it would usually steal the bass line. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. So you're just like cause you couldn't hear it all, like you're playing it on a TV, right? A yeah, lot of the yeah, times yeah. It, you know, and so we'll, when you listen to it now, it's kinda like, oh what oh yeah, right. Okay. It's playing a sound effect. It's so funny, and then it just blots that out. Whereas, uh, like with Retro City Rampage, we don't do any of that stuff. We sort of saw that as being similar to like, uh, like sprite flickering, where that's Mm kind of like it's a limitation that just doesn't really have a nice sort of aesthetic outcome. Whereas other things were like, oh, that's awesome! Like you know, the fact that we hardwired our triangle wave so that you actually can't change the volume of it, like all of the songs are like that. For yep. Retro City. So that's why and uh, anyways, I don't want to nerd out too much. But anyways, on the original <laughs> we're here for. on the original NES, there was this weird compounding that would happen with that bass channel that would actually push down the other ones depending yeah. on how loud. So if you really knew what you were doing, you could actually like put stuff on the other cha- like you would do the mix that way. So that's actually right. sort of answering so, your question. Yeah. So
0: knowing that the if you use the bass channel for something, it would squash other things. You'd yeah. be like, All right. I want this to squash things, so mm-hmm. that's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's neat. So it basically sort of like, you know, like whatever, it'd be like a little compressor. The other stuff yeah. would sound like louder. So if you wanted to have like, say, like uh, something that came through the noise channel it was like a hi-hat or something, but you wanted to sort of like, you know, low pass it a little bit, then you could play a, like a pretty low tone mm-hmm. just to sort of like, you know, push that one down a bit and it would sound a little bit softer. A little bit. So yeah, huh. yeah these are things that we we didn't emulate that in, in the actual game. But I mean like if you played the NES yeah. like, you know, that because the, there is a an NES version, but sadly the, the audio's not entirely there. But anyways, if if we had that running, then that would happen <laughs> on a real NES. So, yeah. This time cool. around, yeah, I want to have it like where you know if Brian decides to Whatever, put something out on the Genesis, yeah, or at least you know the possibility of putting the sounds, anyways, because the soundtrack, like the music, is not going to be like that. The music's going to be like synth wavy type stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So right. that's not going to be necessarily chiptune. I think we'll go from chiptune to sort of like you know, beta- like sort of retro future kind of sound mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, Matt Matt Kramer. That's right. He's the musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A few times. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he was doing the title track so far. So, anytime you hear the trailer, that's, that's his stuff. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I want to talk about something not exactly yeah. directed at you this time around. Sure. Um, but I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, I got a copy of Sound Particles. Mm-hmm. I started playing with that today. As well, I basically spent the whole day, part of it, battling it because it crashes a lot. But that's a pretty cool tool. Is that a Soundmorph? No, Who no. Soundmorph just came out with their own sort of granular synth thing as well. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Um, but they got another one, and it came out, and everyone was like, oh, it's like Sound Particles Light. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Tell us about it, because I don't know. I've seen, yeah.
1: I've seen people talking about it all yeah, over the place, yeah, but yeah. I haven't looked at it.
0: Uh, you basically you, you put a bunch of sounds uh, in a bucket... Mm-hmm. And then you have it generates in various ways, particles in a world that ha- are playing those sounds. so okay. you you have different rules to be like, all right, these are going to like swirl around a listener position or fly at a listener position or you know a bunch of different you know a, a, a flat sphere, a like three d sphere um, and then you generate like it generates that audio and then you can export it into whatever program. If uh, you want, so um, so I was experimenting with. We've got a, a creature coming up that needs need, it has this whirlwind sand thing, so I needed oh, a sandstorm. Oh, it perfect for it. Yeah, totally. So I was like, all right, that's a, that. This sounds cool. So I got a bunch of different windy sound things and threw them in on different layers. And then, you, know, you put it in on, on on a layer, and it's like, okay, that's generating particles. And you go, I'm gonna, I want to generate particles for two minutes. I want to generate x number of particles a second. And then every particle that generates, I'm doing random pitch, random volume, right? Like you can do all these sort of mm-hmm. things, and you can set it to be granular as well as one of your like things. So granulize the sound file for for every particle.
1: Oh, so it's not always granulizing. No, I thought, I no mean, you could, it, you it, can it set it. say it. Might just play. It just plays the whole file.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? And then it moves it around. And in moves it around. Three space. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot of work with granulation of sound i did that back in school and then also those my first gdc talks we're talking yep. about granulation and i have a pure data granulator that actually works it's only 2d mm-hmm. but you can move it around and it is kind of neat because uh what it does is you've got your original sample right and then what it'll do is that it's got just eight particles yep. so you know eight grains but then, when you move it around, it's kind of neat because it's sort of like it chops it into little like bits that crossfade with each other. So it's like trying to do synchronous granulation. And so when you pan something quickly, it sort of makes a little, almost like a little blur trail behind mm-hmm. it. Oh, cool! Yeah, okay. it's it's kind of neat. It is really like a pretty interesting effect. Yeah. And on uh, what was I? Oh, yeah. And uh, when I did the uh, uh, music for SimSol, I did granulation on that. And what I would do is do uh, granular crossfading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like you have a set number of grains, but then you say, like, oh, start out with 16 grains from this one and zero from this one, and then eventually you say, okay, you know, whatever. Oh, Go down sweet. to eight okay. and then up to yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And it gives a really interesting crossfade that's quite different than Almost just a a volume crossfade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was Sounds doing great. stuff
0: with with even just, I had, like, three layers that only had one sample in each layer, but it was firing off, like, Twenty grains a second, like that's the one thing. Part, sound particle—you can fire off thousands of grains. Like it's kind of like huge. I was, I was. Oh, render this. You're using 800 percent of your CPU. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh <crazy."> god, <laughs> <laughs> I'll need a render farm for this. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can make a lot. Even just like I dialed it back, and even just doing like five grains, a, five particles a second from one sample that's randomizing itself was. Not sounding like oh, I've just stacked a bunch of right, you know, the same sound up like, mm-hmm. and it sort of it renders it, and then you can, you can be like, yeah, I don't really like that, and you can just hit a button and redo all those particles, mm-hmm. and it like re-randomizes all the different elements, and like, how about this?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, I think it's going to be really neat for me for generating ambient stuff mm-hmm. for background ambience beds where I can just throw a bunch of bits in and then get this like long bed of random junk really quickly.
2: Yeah, I think one cool thing, similar to like, it, you know, whatever, some favorite effects chain, is that you could you create a nice, you know, basically preset in that, and then you just feed it different samples.
0: Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, once it's, you get it all sort of set up with like, all right, these grain, you know, I want mm-hmm. this, I want this amount of, of granularity and randomness and all that stuff yeah it's yeah. real easy to just so be like have yeah, a new sample and have the
2: new the, sample the tonal quality you want yeah. oh yeah no yeah. I, I love doing that I also use granulation on the beep soundtrack too and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of stuff that was because it's granularized, it's random, and so every time it comes back, it's going to play slightly differently. So for yeah. me, I love that, and I wish that it was easier to put into games. I, I've been, you know, mentally thinking, I was just like, okay, now that, like, you know, with the heavy compiler, I can, like, compile pure data patches, and I know how to do granulation, then I could just do a granular plug-in, like, you know, for Wise. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, you know, someone else can steal that idea. That's fine. But, you know, but I just really, what I think is that I think that, like, uh, you know, plug-in manufacturers, similar to the ones that are already licensed by, um, you know, Audio Kinetic or by Firelight, there should just, they should, like, it's not that hard to make plugins like, whether it's, like, sound toys or whatever. Like, yeah. I, don't, I guess there's just not as much cash as we would like to think or something. Uh, with the licensing, but it seems interesting that, like, say, like, why isn't native instruments getting into like, you know, game audio? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know? think th- I think it's it's not so much that there's not the money there that mm. there is uh, not the awareness that there yeah. might be the money there. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't, I think there's probably a lot of plug-in manufacturers who don't even aren't really aware of yeah the possibilities
2: yeah. The whole, the of the industry of, that. of that. game audio. Like, yeah. I mean, I
0: don't, I have no idea who's advocating um, if. Uh, someone from Audio Kinetic or Firelight is like going and actively going, like, hey, mm. Sound Toys, hey, you know, yeah. audio thing, like, what, you know, yeah. you want to put your plugin into our stuff? Like, yeah,
2: because it seems that Isotope kind of gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they obviously have some incredible plugins. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 I just find it interesting because there's, you know, there's. Tools like Reactor that are that'd be really nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: it's already pretty code-based. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Cause I'm just thinking about like it's neat to Create like you know a flattened granular thing, and obviously with this particular one, it takes up a lot of time. So probably yeah. you wouldn't be able to put that necessarily. No, like exactly I I set up
0: some stuff today, and I'm like render ten yeah. minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. well I'm. Just gonna probably pull. not happening in real time. <laughs> pull
2: pull. <laughs> I'm pull exactly. up a book and wait for this. Our our frame rate <laughs> has dropped to point zero 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 one. <laughs> but listen to that sound. Exactly.
0: So really, oh no, wait a minute. In, a, 10, yeah, minutes, in 10, ten minutes minutes wait till you hear wait it for it's it. totally gonna be wait worth for it. it so i've got this thing it's gonna be great it's yeah. these crowd sounds yeah. it's amazing how many people are in the crowds but we're gonna need some hold music to play while it's generating that
2: <laughs> yeah that's oh man there there are games to do that right like you know back when consoles were a little bit slower you had yeah. to have like the spinner yeah right and even when like playing I'm, i have a playstation 4 these days but I find that they don't, you know, like, usually it's just a stream that they stream in. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, here's, like, some more of the whatever, you know, licensed music. Mm-hmm. But I thought that, you know, that's an area where you could do some interesting sort of generative stuff, where you just load in something really small, and it's just like, you know. It's kind like, of flowers
0: out, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Some sort of thing that's slightly different every time it loads. But yeah. I
0: liked them. Um, I did, it's super simple, simple version of this, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Mark of the Ninja front end, I wanted background ambient music, but I didn't want it to l- just a loop. Yeah. So I made an FMOD patch. I think it's, like, four different layers, and each layer is a different random bucket, and it just, like, each one loops its randomness, mm-hmm. but they're all different, like, yeah. loop sort of points and and randomizing, yeah. but it's got a shing, like, aquaphone thing mm-hmm. At the start. So yeah. you think you're hearing the same song.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. then
0: it then it goes off into beats. like <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> different thing. But yeah. But there's a like a a memorable part that you're like, Oh right, I'm in that front end
2: song. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, as as far as that the granulation sound there, uh, it might be something where you do the same thing with yeah. that sound. Like you render out, like you're saying, four different layers and then those layers could be, you know, cut down to the sort of sweet bits. And mm-hmm. then those could be like, you know, asynchronous loops and then you yeah. can sort of morph between those depending on like how fast the character's moving or whatever the other you know modifiers are for that particular yeah. sound
0: yeah that's always the biggest thing i find when i'm trying to come up with interactive music systems is what's what's the modifier
2: mm-hmm. what yeah. is the
0: player doing that we want like and how can is it be as change? few things as possible mm-hmm. yeah. what's the most impactful thing the players can doing that we can change the music mm-hmm. on
2: yeah yeah it's that it's that all elusive intensity parameter. Yes.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> used that for two games. I'm using it but two games. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, no, we scrapped it from
0: one of them. I, yeah. I, I, I've used I, it successfully
1: in two games, almost three. Yes.
0: I have I have yes. called it yeah. intensity yes. many times. Yes. And it's always been something different. Like yeah. it's like, what's the intensity? Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Many <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
1: many things. Yeah. No, it's not intensity, really. Ever is it for Viking no. Squad? I think it was intensity because we just yeah. based it off the number of enemies that were on screen at any given time and what their like danger rating was. Mm-hmm. But that you know didn't take into account what the player health levels were and stuff that because be there cool. were factors that are too dynamic. Yeah. Because in Viking Squad, player health isn't at zero for a long time. Yeah. You know, it can go up and down really, really quickly. We'll just change yeah. the music that fast. It doesn't sound good. It's totally going to sound fine. It does good.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that was the
1: hardest thing is like starting out and wanting everything to be super dynamic and then realizing it was awful.
3: Yeah. And having to scale <laughs>
1: it way back and being like, okay, things can't be like tastic dynamic. They have to be very, very restrained. <laughs> Yeah. If we still want the songs to sound like songs,
2: oh yeah, yeah. You know? well, Only you can kind of burn people out too, because they're totally, just, you just they get tired of the constant dynamicism, You know, like the fact that it's There's changing no, all the time.
1: There, there is no part yeah. of the song they recognize y- anymore. Yeah. You know, like, it
2: also feels arbitrary too, because depending yeah. on how fast those changes are in the music, and then the, the music always just like, oh hey, I can whip around and do this. Then you listen to it and you're just like, oh yeah, the music is like literally playing kind of like second fiddle, like it's just doing yeah. whatever, yeah. whereas mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to be able to have the music push back or like wait or, you know, like games that are really cool where they're just like, oh, we'll just delay this event a few frames and mm-hmm. then have it like hit in sync. At the same with time. Exactly, with the beats of like what's going yeah. on and the visuals just like,
0: you know. Yeah. I yeah. find too, if you're, doing, if you're doing stuff too fast, sometimes the player then can't understand What it's changing on because it's just, well, it's just constantly Mm -hmm. changing. I'm doing Mm -hmm. stuff and I don't know, I'm doing stuff and everything's changing all the time. So, Mm.
2: exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you slow stuff down
0: a little bit, then you're like,
2: oh, I killed that guy and then the music did that thing. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, the thing, it sounds funny. And I think there was actually like some stuff online about this where for reviewers, like yep. that are listening to your game. It's not like you have to make things, you know, whatever like I don't know, you don't have to dumb things down, but I think to me it's a it's similarly like a way of focusing where mm-hmm. it's just like we're audio folk and so we have a different way of hearing things. Yeah. And like for someone else to hear the game the first time around and like I was reviewing stuff for the IGF recently and you're going through so many games. You're just like, okay, this yeah, this right. this 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 and so I do really feel for reviewers where they're just like the audio supported stuff you know like (laughs) uh, you know and also not wanting to say something wrong it's just like oh yeah that b flat minor moved to like you know the harmonic fifth of this and then like that is incredible inversion (laughs) you know they're doing like some sort of modal analysis and it's just like that's possible but i mean it's it's figuring out a bit of the middle ground so like yeah it's like Making it so that I think that comes down to design, like visual yeah. design as well. You don't want to make things super complicated, and like having one thing that is intensity—that's fine when it it's something that mentally maps and it mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, like
0: in Viking Squad, when it's it's the character, it's like pretty much the number of characters and how dangerous they're. Like, oh, there's a big dude, and the music changed when the big dude came in. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: there's only two. Yeah, there's boss health and. Intensity. Those are the only two parameters we used, yeah, and they're Mm -hmm. fairly obvious. But I also am kind of like I don't necessarily want the players to clue into why things are changing. I just want the game to feel different.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think the thing that I like is to to ride a bit of a a balance. When I worked on Vessel, what we did is we did things where we would cue like transitions to happen later on. It's really easy to do in Wise as well as FMod, but. Mm -hmm. We created our own system where it's kind of like, oh, like now this thing has happened, and then that will cause this layer to fade out. Which, Mm -hmm. which actually, like you you think about it, it's like, yeah, if I was like mixing it, that's what I would want to do. I wouldn't want to just pull it out right away. Yeah, I'd just go like, oh, okay, yeah, we're done with that now, and there you go. Like once it makes musical sense and those kind of things. They can be really tricky to fit into a game schedule like, you know, uh, yeah, larger budget games. Sometimes you're, you're just trying to get things to work. And then, yeah. you know, they're just like, OK, we're getting the music like last minute, like oh, we yeah. got to cut Stereo it and tracks. slam it in. Yeah, exactly. No stems. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, indie, AAA, like whatever budget scale you're on, mm-hmm. we end up having the same problems, just different reasons that those same problems have happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, we don't have time for that. Well, we don't have time for that because of this reason. You're like, oh, I never have that that problem in the indie land. That's a total A thing. But I do do have the same results of not being able to do that because some other reason of I was, like exactly. I was taking
2: too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Should I talk a bit about uh, the beep soundtrack? Sure. Yeah. yeah talk sure. about the beep soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love to. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So. Uh, it was a while back. Uh, Karen Collins. Yeah, uh, she's great, and she uh, asked me to work on it. Super fun. We did a Kickstarter. We, it's well, awesome. Yeah, we tried to raise forty k. We got sixty, which was nice. So nice that helped out, and it sounds great. But then, yeah, like unfortunately, like in the long term, like Karen, she made sure that the thing got done, and she shot in uh, like three different continents. And, like, almost 100 different people. Yeah, that's Yeah, and, like, professionally, too. She had, you know, whatever, like, proper camera rig, proper Mm -hmm. audio, all that kind of stuff. And so it ended up costing—she's out of pocket. And the thing uh, that sucks is, like, I— put google alerts for beep and i see so many torrent sites and oh, i'm just like
1: yeah it's
2: just like uh on one hand you know like advertising but on the other hand it's kind of like out of the movies to like steal could you like like, come on. I mean, really, like, so, anyways, I'm just saying if anybody out there happens to be downloading that, no, I'm just joking. It's just like, there's, I'm going to ban you
0: from ever listening to the podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. Your, your,
0: your, your yeah. canals are just going to close. That's right. Yeah, <laughs>
2: we put a, we put the virus in there. I'm to yeah.
0: start, if I ever interview people, going to ask, them. so, you've seen Beep? Yeah, exactly. Did you buy it? Let me see your receipt. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
1: oh, this interview's <laughs> so over. I start all my conversations from now on. <laughs> yeah, this shutdown. But anyways. The, the, People can get it on iTunes?
2: Yeah, you can get it on iTunes. And yep. you can actually get it directly from uh, BeatMovie.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that was nice just recently is that uh, it was featured on Billboard. Nice. So, oh, yeah. great. Not on the Billboard charts, but just like the yeah, online. Yeah, they did an article. Yeah, in yeah. I think I saw yeah. that. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And they also put the uh, the score in there, which was cool. So they had the band cool. camp thing at the bottom. So that Sweet. was nice. It was nice yeah. to get a mention. Because yeah. often, like, it's like, hey, the film's this. And then, like, there's the trailer. And so it's like, yeah, that's my music in the trailer. But there's no way that people are going to, like, click through, you know, to get through there and actually, you know, whatever have a listen to the full album so yeah mm-hmm. anyways the uh the album took uh well sort of off and on around two years to make and uh as a personal exercise i decided to do it all in pure data which is like a wow. visual scripting language that yeah. was going
1: to be my next question yeah. was like you being technically proficient and by that i mean from the code side yeah sound designer yeah which i Becoming less rare, but it's still pretty rare.
3: Mm.
1: How often are you working in like traditional DAWs versus pure data and code triggered stuff?
2: Yeah, well, I wanted to uh, produce something that, like, there was a challenge. And mm-hmm. although I had done the SimCell uh, soundtrack, like, it was just basically one song, I really liked working in that format. So it's not, I had been working with Pure Data since the mid-90s, but at the same time, I'd never I'd never really used it for music. I'd used another program called Audio Mulch for uh, working on a film, the corporation. And so I was used to working with that. It sort of has more sort of chunky objects that do more stuff, and it's easier. You don't have to screw around with all the little bits and pieces. Whereas working with PD really is just like, you know... <laughs> It's kind of like, oh, and then you need to solder this capacitor to this you know, like, you know, like resistor, and then like, oh yeah, and like, oh, no, it doesn't quite work. So it's like. It does take a lot of time, but then, yeah, like I created a lot of those the synths that I used. I did granulation. I did my own effects. I really got into like different reverb algorithms, which oh, cool. is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, figuring out how to balance CPU load stuff. Yep. So making sure that it would actually, you know, render properly without like you know choking buffers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, creating systems where they would make something that was like it sounded new to me like it's yeah. still fresh like I'm able to listen to the album but the weird thing is is that I still want to come out with an interactive version because those songs are meant to like similar to like a piece of 3D art like a sculpture where you photograph it from one side and that's just one thing that's just one thing and right. so those songs are just like so I've been figuring out different ways of doing that and uh, it might be an app or it might be you know, some sort of web thing. But I want to continue and basically sort of, uh, you know, uh, use that as a way of helping people learn about not just like game audio, but then also like composition stuff and yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, just sort of take those patches apart so that people can see how, you know, how one might be doing generative music sort of uh, stuff. Because there's, there's so many different ways to do it. And I really wanted to approach that album from a, where I wanted to make it more about the feeling of it, like yeah. the sort of you know overall texture, rather than going like, you know, like I did this thing and like you know it it's it you can produce really nasty angular stuff basically <laughs> yeah. using pure data and technical things. Whereas I wanted to bend it the other way around and like I actually you know I. I wanted it to sort of evoke a nostalgia when I was a kid and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So it sort of round off a lot of those edges and sort of actually like with uh, Eurorack stuff, it sort of give that feel of like the modular synthesis feel back of the 70s and and 80s uh, sort of when, you know, I was... When the sort of the soundtracks that the early game composers were inspired by, and also the music that was the electronic music that was sort of around at the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, anyways, yeah, it was a good challenge and uh, cool. Yeah, I hope that uh, I'll basically just continue with the project because it's uh, it's been a, it's been lots of fun to work on.
1: Yeah, that's a nice thing about having patches. I bet mm-hmm. as well, so are, and are these patches where you can just you just hit go and it plays a song from start to finish? Yeah. So yeah. you're controlling the whole song structure within there too. Yeah, that's super
2: neat. Yeah, it was, and it was actually really difficult because, um, the, of course, deadlines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like the film, you know, like it was, it was quite interesting because you know Karen's just like, okay, you know, we need to get the soundtrack done. Da da I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And then it was actually about this time of year, I guess maybe a year ago now, and then. Uh, Yeah, I guess so, because like last year, was that right? Was the, man, I'm, yeah, last year was the, no, this year was the, the debut yeah right Anyways. Yeah, yeah yeah 2016 <laughs> it came I, got it all, I got it all figured out yeah. all right yeah. <laughs> I know which year it is <laughs> so but she was just okay we got to get this thing done I was like okay great you know it's November I'm like oh yeah no problem and then I think almost at the start of December she's just like oh yeah so we're gonna do basically do the mix in February and I'm like oh <laughs> okay and she's like yeah you have to have everything done by like at the latest basically like the end of January And so I just, like, I I lost, you know, time. (laughs) Like, I was just doing, you know, crunching, like, 16-hour days. I loved it because I was working with music and I was really in the groove. So when I finished that, those pieces were performed. So I, I, you know, I had all my little faders and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I would, you know, play around with that and perform those pieces. And then I would, like, take a long chunk and then edit it down to something that would work in the film. Right. But then... Uh, so the mix was done, you know, whatever. And then after that, for the soundtrack, I spent the extra time. And then I I actually figured out little mechanisms or even just uh, ways to sequence things like I would play them. Right. So say like really obvious things like, you know, it's like one, two, three, fill, you know, and then yeah, the yeah. next thing. And so like and figuring out how to do those sort of mixing moves. So then I basically programmed all of the songs, like did another layer on top of that and made another layer so that they would mix themselves. That's pretty neat. It is neat, and they do some really weird things sometimes. And I, I... I left a couple of them on the on the album because it's just like sometimes, you know, like the song starts and then it just fades everything out and like solos one thing. And you're like, uh, but I, did, <laughs> I didn't even like what are you know, like what are you breaking down when you haven't built it up yet? Yeah, yeah right, But right. I, I left some of those sort of like, you know, the crusty bits in there because it's kind of like a bit of a different like. It's not like I'm really working with AI, but it has that feeling of another intelligence. Like, there's simply moves that I wouldn't do. Yeah. So it's neat to kind of give over, you know, that process to, like, you know, that kind of a system. And I also uh, made a, a, a controller as well, talking about intensity, where, you know, I basically uh, used the leap motion to control the mix as well. Oh, cool. So I can perform it live. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So That's I did that in December and yeah, it went well. And so I hope to do that again sometime this well, whatever, in the next few months, probably. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Yeah.
1: We got questions, I think. Yeah, any questions? <sighs> we've Is got that so, the time we're at right now. We've got so many yeah, answers. Sure.
0: It's 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 a bad month for questions, I gotta say. Well, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Jay gave us a troll question. Woo! Thanks, Jay. Jay Fernandez. Oh, Just yeah. stepping up the quality here. Yeah. This is, uh, who would win in a fight? You without a beard versus only Gord's beard. <laughs> I, I got I cut my beard off. for uh, Previous to you getting a beard trim, I'd say your beard. Yeah. Now I can take it. Okay. I can take your beard now. Okay. <laughs> I got my beard cut because
1: GDC is several months away. Mm. And uh, I don't need my brand for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a few friends that have this problem.
0: Uh, uh, Xander asked, I kind of bowed out of this on Twitter, but I'll see what you guys think. Okay. Sure. Um, Xander, would love to know how they made games like Warcraft 2 sound effects. Do you have any stories about how classic game sounds were made? Most of those you were You worked on some classic <laughs> games?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess, ages ago. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, it sort of the Need for Speed stuff yeah. was pretty interesting. Those were in the early days of where, you know, uh, they actually started using, like, silent dynos and stuff. Yeah. And that wasn't even really done a lot before then. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, uh, as far as making sounds, golly, uh, oof. Well, I remember back ages ago at EA, this would have been, like, yeah, around 95 or so. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy, uh, Mike Sakurka, I think his name was, and he was working on. Uh, I can't remember which game. It was like it was this EA Burnaby, mm-hmm. and uh, so they had this tool called Orca and this was like a precursor to a whole bunch of other things yeah. so it basically allowed you to create sort of almost like a downloadable sound bank, you know, DLS kind of bank, you know, MIDI plus yep. this. Mm-hmm. And so they actually created a lot of sound effects that way where they would composite uh, sound, you know, like samples, mm-hmm. but then with MIDI. So they would do these little, so the, the sound effects were actually little triggered MIDI sequences, oh, which, okay. which happens a lot in mobile, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of like yeah.
0: a lot of that early early console stuff is sort of coming back around Shrunk to what you can into do phones. into, into yeah. mobile now. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of that early, like when PC games moved, first moved to CD-ROM mm. and they mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, oh, you can stream samples and you can have more. Like I feel like w- a lot of us hold those games sound-wise like as classics in our head, but there was a lot of sound drops on those. And like that was like they didn't, yeah. they were still just figuring out what to do with the power they now had.
2: Yeah, and I think when it was like, move, oh wait,
0: we really need to hire a sound person now because, you know,
2: oh yeah.
1: So I feel like the early move to PC because I think Warcraft was mostly just library stuff, wasn't yeah, it? Think, it was I, just a lot of sound ideas. I think There's and, a lot of sound ideas in yeah, and the the old yeah. old Blizzard games, yeah. like the move to PC, basically once you didn't have to synthesize everything, and you could use your l- real recordings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Often there weren't. You know, there wasn't a sound team still.
2: Oh yeah, and that was still in the days of like the pre-before there was sort of the idea of copyright, even with music. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) No, seriously, like that. Like really, Paul's boutique was kind of like a bit of a watershed where they actually paid to clear most of the stuff. Like that was obvious. But before that, it was like the total wild west. So you like sound effects. Actually, talking to uh, my boss at at VFS, I was I taught there for five years, and so he's done sound design just like uh, for like Robin Hood, I think, Zoolander, and uh, Terms of mm-hmm. Endearment, all, all sorts of films. And he was saying that yeah, like uh, he wouldn't say which collections, but he's just <laughs> like there's a lot of my sounds that are just out there. You yeah, know? and he's just like yeah, the, it, it's uh, it's really hard to sort of you know whatever. Claim those back at this point once they're out of the bag. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time with those early, you know, those games, I know that I have um, uh, the, I think it's called, not Zero G, what is it called? Oh, Ecstatic. Mm-hmm. It's this sample CD that has like all. Like the samples on it, like from like sort of, you know, like uh, like Enigma and stuff, like all, like there's the all, there's sort of like a genre, like, you know, whatever, like you go through those, those like strata, you know, like of right, different yeah. sounds, sort of feels and types and different, like, oh, that was like, oh, yeah, that was like the whatever DX era. And then it goes to this sound. So there's the same thing in video games as well.
0: I remember you know. uh, seeing, I think it was the Amen Break. Mm hmm. Uh, like little mini documentary about the Amen break. And there was part of it going, well, you know, there's there's the break from the album that's like totally has this copyright, but here's this sample CD that you can legally buy it on. And then you kind of like, well, I've bought this. I should be able to use this. But well, nobody really knows how they got it. So, yeah, right. but everybody used it because they're like, well, we bought this sample library. Then, uh-huh. you know, like I'm fine. I bought it on a commercial sample library. Yeah. It's oh. One of those CDs with like the clip art. Yeah, but it was like, you know, from a legit sample company that you're just like, well, it must be okay. They sold it to me.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, I know that for this Ecstatic CD that I have, like there's samples where I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I know where that's from. But you can hear them and they're slightly moving the pitch wheel (laughs) (laughs) so that if it goes to court, it's going to be real. back in those days, it would have been almost impossible to line up. Because, yeah, right. you know, like, if you can do a digital one and then you have another digital one and then you do the inverse and you're like, oh, no, that's actually exactly the same sample. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have better technology these days. But back in those days, it's just like, well, it sort of sounds the same. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like, how many know. Wilhelm screams do you think are legally used? <laughs> Nobody's doing uh, anything about that. I know for sure uh. <laughs> the
0: one that we put into Penny Arcade Adventures. Mm-hmm. We re-recorded our own Wilhelm scream. Perfect. That's the <laughs> way to do some, it. some voiceover stuff and we're like, okay, can you, like, here's the scream, like, copy this exactly. Exactly. I'm going to shoot you with an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> We've Again. got a horse for you to fall there off it, of. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to find, there was questions on the Slack channel, which is the worst place to get questions.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just sift through I'm like, I'm like, where the heck did is, they go? Isn't there channels for that? no like question don't, don't even start <laughs> oh no <laughs> Slack channel has no it has one channel
1: as the as the whole design concept yes yes one yes. big gross channel oh
2: no that's great that's just like like Reddit or something
0: temporary yeah, just, information yeah it's supposed yeah. to disappear yeah yeah no that
2: that works out alright
0: yeah yeah that is definitely part of it we we are now we use up the free messages within a week mhm so I'm like I don't want anyone to think any of this is permanent in any way Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, no, this isn't a wiki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you guys been using the Designing Sound Exchange forum too?
0: That's where I got my copy of Sound Particles because oh, they've nice. got a contest this month. Uh, heard of yes, it? What is
2: it? That's right.
0: Designing Sound Exchange forum mm-hmm. is super great. Yeah. Um, what was What was the old one?
2: Ooh. Like like on designing sound?
0: No no no. There was one that designing sound is social sound design. Social sound design, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. Social sound design
0: was great. Yeah. Got folded into uh, some other site like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of died. Yeah. Yeah. So the exchange on designing sound is trying to bring back that that Mm -hmm. feel, and it's really great. There's really great people contributing. Yeah. And you just post questions, and it's awesome. I would I would highly recommend it over Reddit these days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've cut Reddit out of my life. Can't handle the stress.
0: I think I like to get angry at the internet, so I still go on Reddit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I like to be unnecessarily angry about things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight talk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what else has come up recently? There's been that. Um...
1: Well, you've released vinyls. We re- we did mention vinyls being oh, good nice. earlier on. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: cool. So. Uh, The 12-inch? I don't know.
1: Which ones did you release?
2: Oh, for me? Yeah. Well, I only have the Retro City Rampage album out. And that that one sold out within the first two months. And that was a few years back. But yes, the Beep soundtrack, Mm -hmm. I would like to get it out on vinyl. And I have been talking to a local Canadian press. There's actually a press in Calgary. Oh, okay. uh, Called, uh, what are they called? Uh, Something rather... Ah, uh, anyways, yeah, the C Canada Boy vinyl, I think. Okay. And so I've been talking to them because I want to get different colors and blah blah nice. blah blah blah. So yeah, and I finally got payment from a company that I had worked for <laughs> over half a year ago. So now hey. I got the money for that, <laughs> and I can actually like you know put the down payment on that on that vinyl. But I also wanna I wanna I'm talk. I, there's a few distributors that I want to talk to too because I'm finding that. There's just, uh, there's so much noise out there right now. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, with Retro City Rampage, I was lucky enough to have it basically sort of on the coattails of an amazing product. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, but makes it a lot like easier.
0: And there wasn't any real game soundtracks on vinyl at that point.
2: No, no, we're a right, bit right ahead of, of the curve. Yeah, yeah. so think, there was there was yeah. less
0: noise there. You had, it was on the coattails of a great game, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, this is the only one.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now there's like lots of soundtracks mm-hmm. get yeah. released on
2: yeah, and so I've yeah, with uh, yeah, like with um, the promotion of the movie, it's kind of like it's tailing off. So it's yeah. it's there's yeah, only, right, right. You know, and I've got uh, you know whatever I've got the school stuff to do, and then I've yeah. got you know other things too. So it's kind of hard. I would just prefer someone else to help out with the yeah. distribution for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just promotion.
1: Did, we just did our first one, but it took oh, us like yeah. six months to finally get it like from. First contact to actually having the thing printed and Mm -hmm. sold. But it sold out, right? Yeah, it sold out in two days. Rogue Rogue Legacy
0: on vinyl sold out. Nice. Yeah, small (laughs) run though 300 copies. Very, very limited. Perfect. Whatever. Yeah. selling out is the important part. That is oh, yeah. very good. Not <laughs> yes. being stuck with boxes of records in your house. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward so, to have. Oh man, the CDs from my band in university. <laughs> I've still got like CDs, 400 too.
2: of them. I've for still got so tapes long. from. Oh yeah. Oh, God. Way um, too
1: many. I know. All right. Oh, we did mini CDs once. Oh just no. Just had a log of mini CDs. I actually don't even know
0: yeah. if I ever wound up like printing those. I just had them. Yeah. <laughs> it's useless. Yeah. Okay. Jack, Jack Menhorn had two questions. Uh, what, what question do you wish
2: someone would have asked by now? <laughs> uh, probably not the beard one. That's, they know. So I guess... <laughs> yeah, that was the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> totally. Um, let's Scraping see. Scraping bottom. Uh,
0: I don't know. I, I don't think there's any, like, question that I've been yearning to answer.
1: No. Mm. I've, if, like... All we do is talk, so, I mean, we've definitely... I feel like, yeah, I feel... Get, like I, yeah, we're I not feel, keeping any secrets here. No. I, <laughs> I, I need the right
0: question to... I feel like, that. yeah, I feel yeah. like I don't... I, I'm not yearning for any given question because I generally will just blab about whatever I want to blab about. Yeah. So yeah. I'm filling, filling my role there.
2: Yeah, I think one thing, because, you know, GDC is a bit around the corner. and yep. So, as far as uh, lead up to that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You guys going to do that thing? yeah Yep. Oh yeah, we'll yep. be there. Cool. And I'm cool. uh,
0: I'm I'm starting carousel con this year. <laughs>
2: awesome. Nice.
0: Uh we're, it'll be free micro talks during lunch hour out yeah. by the carousel.
2: Yeah, I'm ready. I'll so be there.
0: It'll be good. It's yeah, gonna be great. good. I spent more are time you coming there. This year? Yeah. I had Sweet. spent
2: more time at the carousel than I did yep. like at talks. And I had a, I didn't have a full pass, but I had a pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to any talks at all. It's just part of it is this, you know, whatever us here, northern climate, getting down there, March. <laughs>
0: Hanging out in the sun. I know. <laughs> yeah. Around like, you know, a
2: bunch of fun people you haven't seen in ages. Like really. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go sit mm-hmm. inside in a stuffy talk that you could just like, you know, whatever, check out on YouTube or on the vault later on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So uh okay. Second question from Jack. If mm-hmm. you could do music and or sound design for one past console, what would you, what would it be? Console? Mm. Yeah. Console. I have I've only owned
1: two consoles in my life. But what would you want to do sound? What console would you want to do sound for? Oh uh just to be weird. Let's yeah. say the Panasonic 3DO. Oh <laughs> gosh, that's
2: a road rash. I, yeah. What I, it, i'm that, just
0: gonna i'm just because i'm just throwing basically feel like we're just like slapping down like <laughs> i want to do a neo geo pocket color game
2: uh-huh <laughs> <Neo Geo. laughs> oh man yeah console well i don't know virtua boy how that there I, mean, there we go. Go. I didn't even know i'm gonna add audio <laughs> it's
0: just like yeah. <laughs> i i mean <laughs> really i don't Really, I don't really care about like that like to do any of those old consoles. Hmm. I'm like I'm quite happy with with the power that I now have to do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, yeah, those restrictions. What I would like to do sometime, and I would kind of have to get some gear to do it is to do some strictly tape machine sound design, like go back to like what the hmm. BBC radiophonic workshop had for tools and see if I could make. Right, not a whole game, but just like, can I make some sounds with like just some tone generators and some tape machines? And like, yeah,
2: so you're like number one in line for doing a Williams mix of your own. That's <laughs> 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 got like it's this piece that has like thousands of edits in it. it yeah, apparently took John Cage like you know oh, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, had yeah a I team of people yeah, assembling yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. Like I I I, I like I'm a huge fan yeah. of Delilah Derbyshire. Yeah, and the original Doctor Who theme, and I'm just like, man, she did that with, with just some tape machines, man. Mm-hmm. like blows my mind. I'm like, I wonder, could I even do that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I might completely fall on my face. I probably would fall on my face. Yeah, but it would be a fun thing to try to like. All
2: right. Yeah, well, as far as consoles, I mean, like, I know it's not a console console, but I mean, I'm totally partial to the Commodore 64, and I have, <laughs> yeah. I have, like, SID chips that I've selected, and I have, like, a hard SID for you box that I can run them in, and it's all sounds nice and stuff, so it's basically got four SID chips, and so you can get 12 voices out of it. And cool. uh, Yeah, I'm just figuring out how to use that at some point. Um, so there's that, and then, I guess, I don't know, talking about the, you know, like, if I could just sort of you know, like, work with someone else's tool set, then, yeah, like, you know, whatever the Rockstar North, you know, uh, like, the amp system looks pretty fun. Like, the presentation that they did there was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I'd love to, you know, because the thing is that when working, whatever, with all this generative music stuff, it doesn't have to be rendered by Pure Data. I could actually... Put that all out to CV and get that right. Yeah, right. You know, like, so you can get the, the analog the information. Domain. So, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at, like, you know, whatever. It's not like I'd necessarily be able to foot, like a Surge modular or something, but to do maybe Euro rack stuff or talk to some friends and see if I could, like, you know, basically get some enough stuff together so that I could, you know, whatever, hear it analog wise. I think that'd yeah. be kind of cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in getting back into a little bit more uh, the, the hardware side of things. I definitely. I like doing the software stuff, but yeah, if, when I have more time, it's kind of like you know you sit back with the pipe and you know yeah <laughs> twiddle <total> some knobs. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Daniel McDonald uh, asked. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts and slash experience about studios and social media. What benefits can good social media presence have on a studio?
1: Sound studio, game studio. Yeah, it's a bit. Um, either I guess it's a
0: bit open ended. There, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like, yeah, good social media presence is incredibly important to to any studio. Um, I feel like as sound designers, how we can help a studio, like, it really depends on the studio. Mm-hmm. I think, like, is the studio cool with you being part of their social media? Mm-hmm. or are they like yeah. no we we need to we want to control all of this or do they need or
1: want your help i yeah. think that's because yeah. we run it cuz that's sort of part of our thing depending on the contract we say like we'll help pro- promote the game to the best of our, our abilities mm-hmm. and to some of the smaller game studios they're like that's great thanks and whereas some of the you know larger companies that we work with they could care less mm-hmm.
3: about right
1: 2000 twitter followers when Every dev on the team has like 20,000 plus, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but it, as for our company ourselves, it's definitely helped to yeah. be mostly on Twitter, almost exclusively on Twitter. Yeah. Is that, I do this school. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's just Twitter. And I've, I've just, I've, you know what I was talking to a friend recently she does house music and so she's like oh yeah I've got like you know whatever 5000 followers here and then this and this like you know facebook can be good but i for me I've totally avoided it entirely yeah. Just, you know, like we're talking about Reddit and stuff, like Mm -hmm. where it's just the noise. Like there's good stuff there, but the amount of noise and even like, uh, quite honestly, like I'm finding the Game Audio hashtag channel now on Twitter. Getting pretty noisy too. Yeah, It's kind of like, I hope that we can kind of like pull it back a little bit. It's just like, look, you know, like, uh, you know, whatever, like no sample collections, you know, like no Unity stores. You know what I mean? It would be nice to... Just like if you want to do that, push that to another. What, I, I've knows?
0: I've seen some. I've seen people that have been really great at attempting to police hashtag yeah. game audio, like just pointing yeah. it out to people who are sort I've of abu- abusing yeah. it, which is mm-hmm. great. Because I, I I feel I don't know if any of these people, probably those people, would never be listening to us. But mm-hmm. um, if you're advertising, you're like I'm a sound designer here. Hashtag game audio. The people that are monitoring that hashtag are not the people that are looking to hire composers. Yeah, no, that's that's what I feel like. That's a that's a hashtag used by people who are doing the work, not looking for the proceeds of the work. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's basically it's the wrong side of things. Yeah, you know, your uh, producer consumer kind of thing is a little you want you want you
0: want to go flood game dev. Is, yeah. It's the hashtag go, go, flood game dev. Exactly. Go over there. <laughs> yeah. so go over there. Yeah, they'll love you over there.
2: They'll love yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I use Hootsuite to broadcast across Twitter. Mm-hmm. I use Google Plus, oddly enough. The reason yeah. why I do that is not so much that anybody's on there. But I believe, for SEO reasons, mm-hmm. that because it's visible to Google, then it pushes yeah, you good. up. Whereas yeah. Ooh, with Facebook, it's behind okay. a wall, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. And then I also do LinkedIn. Those are the three yep. channels that I put out stuff for the school on. So, right, right, yeah.
0: right. I am, I am honestly um, about to completely cull my LinkedIn account. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a, yeah. I have a different view, I guess of what i think linkedin should be versus mm-hmm. what a lot of other people think it should be mm-hmm. and i'm just like i'm connected to all these people i'm like i don't know you yeah like yeah, oh, there I was a, there being i'm just a like man, i'm just going to just oh, like yeah. dump everybody of people yeah. just wanting i think it was as soon as
1: they started listing you know how many people you were connected to yeah. or mm. or once they were just like 500 plus yeah, yeah. like uh-huh. they they have an infinite amount i feel like people like wanted to get above that 500 Yeah, something?
2: Yeah. I find that what I did for mine, because I'm not at 500, Mm -hmm. and I have been teaching for a while, and so I... You know, students want to add me yeah. and stuff, which is kind of okay. But also, it's kind of a little bit tricky, too, because then you can get into a scenario where they, they're kind of like trying to jump the fence. And they're kind yeah. of like, oh, hey, now like all the people that are connections are connections. And I'm kind of like, for me, that's not really how it works. Yeah. yeah. So in my little disclaimer, I don't know if it actually shows because I still Keep getting a crap ton of like requests <laughs> from like programmer at this company or like yeah. you know marketing director of this thing and yeah I've okay, gotten like, some I'm like why are you connecting with no, me No I know it makes like <laughs> like no, interior
1: designers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah it's bizarre So what I, I do uh, that hopefully shows is that it's just like look if I have not eaten a meal with you I okay. will not add you Yeah, yeah. right. And people still request <laughs> yeah. me, but I'm hoping that that at least sort of shuts down. You know, it's just like look, you, you just have
0: him, been eating you know, out a lot more than you thought.
2: <laughs> apparently, in my sleep.
0: Yeah, yeah. and sometimes involving <laughs> in international Diego, travel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in,
2: the, in Hungary. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yes, I I am of the same mind of LinkedIn is that it's uh it it there's yeah a lot of noise on there, and I f- also find that. I just don't honestly know how the channel kind of like how the feeds work. So I find that I get a lot of really unrelated stuff. And then like the sponsored content is often so out there Mm -hmm. that people are just like just flaming it. And you're just wondering, why are you advertising your pipeline on LinkedIn? Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) come on. Seriously, I see those ads all the time. Yeah, And you're just like, really? And you're opening comments. Yeah. How has that help? Like, I don't know. Somebody's paying for that. Like, yeah. you know, anyways. So, yeah, I think there's good ways for studios to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, to put the word out there. And uh, quite honestly, with Retro City Rampage, like, Brian is incredible. Like, his mm-hmm. yeah. dad was amazing at marketing. And Brian, that's one of the things that Brian, like, he's good. He's amazing at programming, but, like, man, at marketing, that yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So, I mean, like, yeah, to be able to be part of that, I le- also learned a lot. Uh, from him as well. So, yeah, I think that uh, studios, you know, it makes sense for them to be in that sort of social domain to try yeah, and uh, yeah. help market their game. And, yeah, hopefully, if nothing else, then, you know, whatever. You talk to the social media person and you say, like, here's my Twitter handle, and hopefully they'll add you and then they can retweet yeah. you, you know. And then they yeah. can decide what they want to broadcast of your stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like, we, weren't, I, I feel like we run the social media at Clay pretty organically. So, mm-hmm. Like, like today, somebody asked the Clay Twitter account, like, what was, how was this voice in Don't Starve made? Mm-hmm. And he was, like, paging Matt Ask and just, like, brought me into the conversation. Yeah. So it's like, it's an organic sort of, like, we talk to each other and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, you Yeah, know.
1: it boils down to just being active with the the community or if it's, like, Clay, the Clay community yeah. and fans um, yeah. and within the game audio and game development community. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's what's. Led to us actually getting jobs and stuff. It's just being visible, yeah, Yeah. and I think active and not and not one way. As yeah, well. yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, putting out stuff that's helpful. You yeah. Know? And that's what I try to do. If I'm going to broadcast something wider, it's like, you know, it's not like, hey, you should buy this thing from me. It's more just like, hey, there's this thing that I think is really cool, and you can just get it for free, and that's all fine. But if you yeah. want to have this, then you know, it sort of pulls people in. It's that mm-hmm. sort of like, look, you know, I'll help you a bit. But if you want to have a lot of help, then you know, whatever. We might sort of be over the you know paywall fence, basically. Yeah. It's kind mm-hmm. of like um, and then yeah, with helping people out, it's it's it is nice to give you know feedback. I try to actually do that when people are like they put the game audio, they're like, what about this? And there's nobody that's responded within an hour. Or two. Yeah. and I I will often try to say something. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it just it seems sort of a little lonely. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I,
3: like, I really Hello. need help. <laughs> <laughs> help, anyone?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I've noticed that even just even like it's a bit of a closed community with the game audio slack team. They're like, somebody will pop in and ask her a question, and then there's some other conversation still going on. I'm like, oh, I should, okay, I'm gonna answer that person. Right, I, right, right. I feel bad that they've just been usually skipped mean. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have an answer, but I'm listening to you.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, and that's the important thing, and I think that. That's one of the nice things that, you know, comes up on whatever channel it is, is that people are just happy to be a part of the community. And they go like, yeah, it's it's a nice thing because we're all, you know, we're all doing stuff. We're all making things. We're all sort of approaching it from different angles. But like it's like for somebody to like advertise their place in San Francisco, like, you know. Online where I'm just like, wow, that's impressive. Where they're just like, hey, if you work in game audio, come to my house. Like, <laughs> whoa. <world. laughs> you know, I was just like, okay. Yeah. That's, wow. Okay, that that's pretty cool to have that kind of trust basically yeah. for the community. is really, mm-hmm.
0: It speaks a lot to the community we have in mm-hmm. game audio that somebody can have Yeah and feel comfortable with Exactly.
2: That. And it wasn't always this way. The community, yeah. you know, in the last ten years has definitely taken a turn for much the better because it was a lot more, I feel a lot more, uh, you know, LA kind of like, you know, it was, a lo- it was a lot more, you know, sharper elbows kind of yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. people were right. trying to keep you out of, you know, working on those whatever mm-hmm. big games and stuff. Whereas now the people that work on the big games, it's like, you know, whatever, yeah, you'll see them at the carousel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? I felt since I've gotten into Game Audio that it's, it's changed a lot in that it used to be very like... Hold everything close to your chest. Don't let anybody know how you did anything because that's mm-hmm. your trade secrets. And now it's like, you know, like, hey, how did you do this? Well, here, let me give you all my sessions and barf all my content on you. There you go. <laughs> do <laughs> yeah. you need to be explaining? Does Walk it already through ships? it. Like, yeah. Yeah. here's everything. You're like, oh, yeah. wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 become a much more open and sharing community, which I think is awesome.
2: Yeah, it has. It really has. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is that. Being at GDC the last year, I mean, we had – the one that I went to was on Monday. It was like a – the wine whatever bar party. And that thing was so loud and like – but there were so many people to talk to. Like, you know, burn my voice out. Like, Rob burnt – totally. He had to take a day off. Yeah. You know, because you're just – you know, whatever. Like, it's – there's so many people to talk to. And like, you you literally like – you expend so much effort you can't talk anymore
0: <laughs> I, I destroy my voice every year at GDC uh-huh. by by Friday I'm just like ah, no, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just that it's just like yeah. well I don't want my voice hurts right now but I want to talk to that person oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I just
2: ran into this person yeah yeah, yeah, and then we've got the uh, the amazing, lovely whiplash of the morning coffee sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't You've, made it
1: to one. No. Yeah, I made it to half of them last year. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I was like four blocks away, and I only made one. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't make it to the table. You know, like if you get oh, there, i yeah, yeah. And I've, t- I've yeah. stopped yeah. being
0: able to make it to the table. I'm always yeah. late. Yeah. I do, I'll make it, but I'm late, and I never yeah. make it to the table anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: But I'm loud enough that I will, like, push my way in and yeah. injure at Jack from the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Now it's going to be fun times.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So if I people, think that's pretty good.
2: Yeah.
1: We're good. People want to take a course? Yeah. School of Game oh, oh, yeah. Idea. Plug. Yeah. How do they do yeah. it?
2: Yeah, totally. If you want to learn more from me, I teach uh, basically – how to make your own demo reel using Wise, uh, FMOD Studio, Pure Data, and Unity. So the Unity one has a little bit more scripting. The Pure Data one, visual scripting. So I teach all the way from like, you don't need to have any background in Pure Data at all. And then the other two are more learning the middleware sort of side of things. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a little bit more, yeah, just getting you know, whatever the implementation details down. So you know how to do adapted music, uh, you know, dynamic sound design, and then any questions that you have, you can ask me, and it's sort of this back-and-forth sort of uh, forum that I use with the students. And, yeah, you go to uh, school.videogameaudio.com or s-o-v-g-a dot com. So schoolofvideogameaudio.com. Great. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming, Leonard. Woo! Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It's been
0: awesome. Uh, you got anything to announce or anything? I got I nothing. don't
1: have any plugs, I don't think.
0: Nothing. Okay. Not that I didn't get out last time. All right. There we are. Yeah, cool. That's December. That's 2016. Thanks for being our final guest of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Okay. And we're done. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Thanks.